But now we're going to get a cricket lesson or cricket education for our listeners. It's a sport we chat about quite frequently on the show. And I'm delighted to be joined by former Proteas opening batter and in test matches and also a man who does commentary and expert analysis on cricket, both on radio and television. We worked together a lot over the course of the past summer. Alvaro Peterson, lovely to have you on the show. Welcome and thanks for your time. Good evening, Michael, and good evening to all the listeners. Always good to chat to you. Thank you so much. The news, obviously, that came in yesterday about that first match between Ireland and Bangladesh in Chelmsford getting rained out means South Africa qualify automatically without having to do anything and therefore bypassing a potential banana skin where they could have had to go potentially to Zimbabwe and play against teams like the West Indies or Sri Lanka or uh, even the host nation or Netherlands, some some decent teams. They would have had a, an interesting time in that tournament, but they've bypassed all of that and they're automatically into the main draw. What does that mean for the country as a whole? Yeah, I think uh, I mentioned it on commentary. I think we might have been together on commentary where I said the the good thing for South Africa is that playing in Chelmsford in England at this time of the year could mean that some of the games will be rained out and it happened um, as predicted. But from a South African point of view, playing in in Zimbabwe um, on the wickets that are quite slow um, and playing against teams that generally bowl wicket to wicket was always going to be a daunting task. So Mm. From a South African point of view, they wanted to go straight through into the World Cup um, automatic qualification, and that has happened now. So a couple of months back, you know, everyone probably said, well, we're not quite sure South Africa will make it. Um, And I think that England series, where South Africa won that series 2-1, I think that tilted the momentum. um, And there were some big performances from big players. There were also big decisions Mm. um, in terms of changing the coaching staff, etc. So I think uh, everything has worked out really well for for South Africa and ultimately it it was about creating a window to play the SA20 which was a great success. Right, absolutely. Uh, just just uh, before we get into that in a little bit more detail, I'm just looking at the countries that have qualified automatically. Some surprise names in there, particularly Afghanistan, who qualified, of course, ahead of South Africa. They were in, in seventh spot on the line. Bangladesh also qualifying automatically. But previous powerhouses, teams like the West Indies and Sri Lanka, not qualifying automatically and having to go to that almost winner-take-all event in Zimbabwe. It just shows you that the landscape is changing quite a bit in the cricketing world. Yeah, it is. And also it, it's about when you play these fixtures now. You know, if you if you look at South Africa, the summer they had was really well organized because um, when when Netherlands came, South Africa had, had played a, a series um, already. Um, so, so that really helped. Um, so I think in terms of other teams, sometimes you, you play a couple of games, then there's a big break, then you play again, you go into certain fixtures, not really fully prepared as you would have liked and mm. you know with 2020 cricket around now players want to play in those competitions and sometimes they're not available so teams can't put out their strongest teams um but ultimately you know this is the the way international cricket is being played at the moment and everyone needs to adapt to it um so so i think um but ultimately yes the landscape is changing teams are starting to to become better now, um, you know, like you've said, Afghanistan and Bangladesh already getting into those automatic qualification um, for the World Cup. So, uh, with Indies, perhaps they need to relook really how they how they do things. But then again, you know, it's all about the players. You need to get the commitment from the players, and if you don't have that, 
then you're going to struggle. How would you assess the, the summer that we've just had from a South African point of view in terms of how they went about it, specifically with an eye on that World Cup? And so I'm talking specifically about the ODIs, but you can branch off into test matches or T20 internationals to, to give a fuller answer if you need to. Well, I think from a, from a one-day point of view, um, you know, South Africa needed to somehow find their best combinations. Now, it's not necessarily the best 11. Um, it's about finding the combinations because the best combinations could uh, be 14 players. And I think South Africa has really done well in terms of working that out. At the start of, this, of the England series, mm. many would have said, well, Temba Bavuma probably doesn't deserve to be in, in that um, South African team. Instead, he was named the captain and he's really put up his hand and he's, he's made big performances. So, so that really helped. But I think ultimately, from a broader Cricket South Africa point of view, um, is that both captains in the best, um, ODI and T20, which is Temba Bavuma and Aidan Markram, mm. have really scored runs, which means they can now focus on lead leadership and, and leading the teams. You know, you don't have to worry about performances, people talking behind your back and say, well, um, I'm not going to listen to you because you don't put in the performances, so it's more talk. But now it's about action. So that's the bigger thing. But going into the World Cup, South Africa will have, certainly from a batting point of view, they will have um, the right combinations because we've seen in South African conditions it work. The question is, will it work in other conditions? And South Africa will have to adapt and be mindful that certain things need to change. But ultimately, I think it's it's good for the country, it's good for the team, um, and and hopefully, hopefully they can put it together and really get to that last hurdle. You touched earlier on the changes in the coaching structures. It seems if a, a couple of players, particularly I would I would mention Aidan Markram, has got the backing of the coaching staff and his performances, as you say, reflects that. The same with Temba, uh, producing some really beginnings. I remember that innings he played in East London, even though South Africa lost the match, a big hundred there, big hundred in, at the Wanderers in a different format. He's had a great summer as well. But just, just having the backing of the coaches obviously has inspired a lot of players. Who for you, other than the two that we've mentioned has really come on this summer and been given a chance and put their hand up well i think we have to mention heinrich Klaassen. and you know just the way he, he played in potter's scrum and took that game away from the west indies and and throughout the the summer he's really put in big performances yes in test matches he's still trying to find his feet um and you you can understand that with a player who's only played a couple of test matches but he is certainly one um that south africa will have to slot him in the in the right position in that middle order, get him in at the right times because he does play spin well. He actually, um, when I play, say he plays spin well, he uses his crease so well, mm. which means he actually attacks the spinners. So it's not just about defence. Now, historically, South African batting was, especially when it comes to spin, was trying not to get out, but the mindset has changed, and and Heinrich Klaassen is certainly one of those. That that in terms of mindset, it's not about I'm not trying to get out. You he's now saying I'm trying to score right. of every single delivery, and that is something positive for South Africa. And just a final question: conditions in India at that time of the year. Obviously, the 
the nations on the subcontinent are going to have a bit of an advantage. South African players, though, get to play there a lot, particularly a number of them playing at the moment in the IPL, getting used to conditions over there. What do you think South Africa can expect over there, and how well do you are they likely to adapt to the conditions? Yeah, I think it's going to be a different ball game because um, twenty twenty cricket generally the. Uh, for a completed game, you're looking at about 20 overs, whereas in one-day cricket, you're looking at 100 overs, Mm. which means as the game drags on, it will become more and more difficult, and that's why you need those players who can actually score against spinners. They are the ones that will win games for for their team. So from a South African point of view, it's about staying in the contest for a longer period of time, Um, and, and the first 20 overs of a game, in fact, the first 40 overs of a game, normally you're going to get good wickets, but then they start deteriorating. Often you might also get some decent wickets that last all the way through, but generally it won't last as they do in, in South Africa and certainly Australia as well. So South Africa will have to stay in the contest from a batting and a bowling point of view, but more so from a batting point of view. Thank you so much then for your thoughts. Avaro, we'll do this again sometime soon. It's always lovely to chat to you about cricket and uh, lots to pack into our program still. But thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your insights. And we wish South Africa, of course, well in that World Cup later this year. Have a great evening. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. That's Avaro Peterson, former Protea opening batter and these days established and esteemed analyst on both radio and television. We're back to chat basketball after this.